Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Corey Deanna Lewis, founder of The Healthy Project and host of The Healthy Project Podcast. My mission is to bring awareness to health and wellness concerns that are impacting our communities. On this podcast, you'll learn strategies to improve your health from health professionals from around the world that are trying to make an impact in people's lives. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I am your host, Corey Dion Lewis. I have a great guest in the building today, uh, Senior Director of Science and Research for Ace Fitness, Sabrina Joe. Jo. Sabrina, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yes, yes. So before we begin, can you please just tell us a little bit about yourself and what gets you up in the morning? Yeah, so like you mentioned, um, I'm the Senior Director of Science and Research at the American Council on Exercise, or ACE, as we like to call it. And I'm also an ACE-certified health coach, personal trainer, and group fitness instructor. And I'm also currently getting my PhD in the psychology of exercise and physical activity. So that's what's going on. Um, But you did ask what gets me up in the morning. So... (laughs) What gets me up in the morning related to the work I do is that I understand that being physically active is one of the best ways to enhance a person's quality of life at all ages throughout the entire lifespan. And this relates to both prevention of and intervention for many chronic diseases, which is really important because physical activity doesn't have side effects like just about every single medication or treatment for disease. So I'm very passionate about spreading the word about being physically active. That That's great. And, you know, in today's age, it seems like, or in today's time, it seems like whenever there's an, there's an ailment or um, chronic disease that we're talking about, the, the go-to is always the medication. Yeah. Like we kind of overlook the importance of being physically active. And, you know, with, with your experience, you know, how does, um, one, how does a sedentary lifestyle affect, you know, our, our health, our cardiovascular system and, and two, how can, um, being more active affect our, our health as well? Well, well, first the sedentary lifestyle, I think that deserves a bit of an explanation or maybe a definition, Mm -hmm. uh, just so that we're all working from the same terms, The definition of sedentary behavior, which comes from the World Health Organization, is any waking behavior characterized by an energy expenditure of 1.5 mets or metabolic equivalents or lower while sitting or lying. And so in just in real terms, what that means is the amount of oxygen and energy you spend while you're sitting or lying but also awake. That really could be applied to most desk-based office work or even driving a car or watching television or looking at your screens. What we do know about adults and children is they actually spend about 55% of their awake time, which translates to almost eight hours a day being sedentary. That I know that data is over a decade old, so it's probably actually even more time that people are spending um, being sedentary 
especially with the pandemic. I think it's good to have an operational definition of what being sedentary means. If you think about that, then you can kind of think about how a sedentary lifestyle affects your heart health. And because that was your specific question. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what's interesting is the research to date can't really answer that question, but I think I can answer it by approaching it from a different angle. Um, because the studies on this topic tend to report on associations or correlations being uh, between being sedentary versus being physically active and health risk. And so what the evidence shows is that those who sit the most and do the least amount of activity are more at risk for health conditions related to being sedentary than are those who sit the least and do the most amount of physical activity. And that, that might be what you already could guess. That's very intuitive. Um, but there is strong evidence that high amounts of sedentary behavior increase the risk of all-cause mortality, as well as death from cardiovascular disease. And there's also strong evidence that it increases the risk for cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes. And so kind of the, the backwards way I'll answer your question is, the link between sedentary time and these increased health risks is most likely uh, related to cardiometabolic health markers. And by that, I mean things like body weight, waist circumference, percentage body fat, so systolic blood pressure, insulin, and HDL cholesterol. And what the research shows is that when mostly sedentary people participate, in interventions to break up these long periods of sedentary time throughout the day, then those cardiometabolic measures or markers that I just mentioned, they actually tend to improve. So this improvement in, in heart health would lead us to believe that being more physically active throughout the day is good for heart health. And of course, the opposite being sedentary for long periods would detract from optimal heart health. So sorry for the long-winded answer, but I, I wanted to get there. Eventually. No, but it's definitely necessary. And, and, and that was great for those that, you know, I've had experience working with, especially older adults, they feel like, Hey, that the time for me to be physically active or, or exercise has kind of came and gone in your opinion, or in your, is it ever too late to start exercising or being physically active? Well, of course not. <laughs> and that's the short answer. Um, a little bit of background to that answer. There is strong empirical support for benefits such as improved bone health, to lower depression, to reduce risk of premature death from conditions like heart disease and type 2 diabetes and metabolic syndrome and even some cancers um, when you're physically active. So it's often said that if the benefits of physical activity could be put into a pill, it would be the most powerful medicine in the world. And this is often said by both cl clinicians and researchers alike. So I think that's a really profound statement. And so being physically active can be achieved by anyone, no matter what age. Now, of course, there are safe and appropriate and thoughtful ways to go about it. And you can get really technical, really nerdy with the guidelines and recommendations, but it doesn't have to be that complicated. And it really could be as easy as just getting up a few times a day for a quick walk around the block 
or even doing a few chores around the home. So the short answer, never too old to get active. The benefits will always be there. Right. And what I get from that is it doesn't take much to get to get it going either, because I feel like a lot of people have this mindset around once you once you say exercise, they Mm. think going to the gym lifting weights or doing are doing something where they're like oh i just I, I hate the gym or but it could just be doing things around your home or going just going for a simple walk so that's what i get get from that it's not it's not too complicated to start being more physically active it's really not and the the saying is that you know some is better than none when it comes to physical activity and and that could be like that simple household chores or walk around the block but then more is better than some. And that really gets into an area that you might traditionally think of as exercise, like structured time set aside to go to the gym or to do a routine of some sort. Um, But it doesn't have to be that. And there's this continuum of benefits you'll get to the point where obviously, you, you know, too much of anything is never good. So there is a point where Going to the extreme on exercise could, you know, eventually be harmful. So you just have to be, um, you have to find your sweet spot. Right. Absolutely. So we, we've all had different experiences with the pandemic. We've all noticed a lot of different, as far as, you know, health in general, it had, we it shined a light on the importance of, of being healthy. Um, what has the, the pandemic shown you about the importance of exercise? Yeah. Thanks for asking that because One thing that I think I've taken for granted for most of my life when it came to exercise was the profound effect that it can have on mental health and well-being. And taking walks throughout the pandemic helped me really deal with the stress and anxiety of just being in a pandemic Mm. uh, to the point where I found that on the days that I didn't get my time outside with nature, I just wasn't as positive in my mood and mindset. You know, my exercise science background really um, uh, up to the, probably this point in the pandemic, really, I realized had me focusing a lot more on the physiological and physical benefits of being active. But throughout the pandemic, I realized, wow, this really has a huge mental health benefit as well. And of course, I've always known that and talked about it, but I really lived it with the pandemic, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people feel that way because we were almost, you're almost forced to, (laughs) we were almost forced to really, you really live that. And um, I had similar experience where you're almost more mindful of your mental health now and the benefits of, of exercise. And, you know, before when it was just, you know, when you're younger, you you exercise because you want to look, you know, for aesthetics you know, and now as, as you're getting, as I'm getting older, (laughs) (laughs) let me, let me rephrase that one. (laughs) I'm getting older. You know, I still enjoy going to the gym and and doing those types of things, but I feel like, man, that, that morning time or that time I just get to, to walk is not, not only benefits, you know, me physically, but man, just like the, the mental just relief that, you know, the stress relief that I get from that or the feeling that I get from that. 
has stayed with me, you know, now that things have kind of opened up a little bit more, it's, it's something that has stayed with me to continue to do that has kind of been, I kind of put into my toolbox. It's just a part of my, my everyday, my everyday routine now. So no, I definitely get that. So, you know, this next question is one that is, is kind of, there's kind of more personal simply because with a lot of the patients that I see, it it's either one or the other. They feel like as far as exercise, I mean, let me explain as far as exercise is either I need to lift weights because it's good. Cardio is bad, or I need to do cardio because it's good. Lifting weights is bad. It's, it's, it's black or white for some of these people like that. Just, just either one or the other. So from the director of research, (laughs) 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 what, what is, what is, what is better? Is it resistance training? Is it cardio? Is it, is it both? Does it matter? You know, what, what are your thoughts on, on that topic? Oh, there's so many ways to answer this question. (laughs) Um, And I'll, I'll tell you a story when, when I was um, much younger than I am now in um, (laughs) (laughs) going to the university, um, one of my professors, I was taking an exercise science class. One of my professors asked this question, just kind of opening the semester and just put it out there to all the students and said, okay, so you're enrolled in this exercise science class. Let's see what you already know about exercise and physical activity. So tell me class, just raise your hand. If you know the answer, what is the best exercise that you could possibly do? And everyone in the class had their own ideas, right? Their own perspective. Right and what they know about their own bodies. So people are saying, you know, walking, running, resistance training, powerlifting, you know, take your pick. And the instructor took this all in. And the professors finally said, actually, you're, you're all wrong. It's the exercise that you'll actually do. (laughs) If, if you've been into exercise and fitness for a while, and you kind of studied the literature, you start to learn that, yeah, anything that you feel personally motivated to do that you highly value, that's the thing to do because most likely you'll keep doing it. Um, so, but if I had to answer the question in a different way, like, um, for example, I'll wear my exercise science hat. I would tell you that both are important and for different reasons. For example, resistance training has benefits ranging from increased muscle mass improved bone density and better blood vessel health and cardio or aerobic training results in improved long-term glucose regulation and better heart and lung health. But then if I were to put on my health coach and positive psychology hat, I would tell you that any physical activity that you enjoy doing will be well worth the effort and that no amount is too small. So I, I hate to answer a question with it depends um, because I feel like we do that a lot in research because mm-hmm. being the director of science and research, <laughs> people come to me for these really um, precise, solid evidence-based answers. And really what the evidence show is there's a wide variety of benefits from all types of physical activity. And so I would say that you know, do what you can do what you enjoy. And then if you're, if you have an open mind about it and you're willing to try new things, do that every once in a while too. Right. And you know what, I think when it comes to exercise, 
I feel like the answer of it depends is oh an okay answer because why does one just have to do one or the other? Thank you. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. so it's I, I feel like that's a that I feel almost like that is the answer because because you're right. You know, consistency is it's what's important when we're talking about physical exercise, or at least that's what my job is as a health coach to get to the other person is to be what's going, what's going to get you up in the morning or in the afternoon or whatever, whenever you plan to exercise, what's going to make it easier for you to want to do it? Is it, is it going to play basketball? Is it going, um, I have people who hula hoop for exercise and I'm like, yes. do what you do, man. My, <laughs> yes, like, I love that. Yeah. You know, and, and they love it and they do it and they enjoy it and they're consistent with it. So, um, I feel like it's better to work out you know, the three or four days a week consistent consistently than the once every so often, because it's nothing you really want to do, but you know, you have to do it kind of a, kind of a thing. Well, I'm, I'm glad you agree with it depends as an answer. And I would just say that the evidence does support the fact that if you reframe exercise as something that you enjoy doing, instead of it being a chore or something that you have to do, build something in that you actually look forward to doing, then that makes a huge difference in consistency. And that looks different for everybody. Absolutely. If, if there was one thing um, somebody listening could do who see, sees the value in exercise and everything that we've been talking about, but they're stuck on when to start or how to start, if there's one thing they can do, uh, what, 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 what is that? What does that look like for someone just to get going? Hmm. So introducing more activity into their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always like to start with what they can do simply and easily. And honestly, for most people, that's walking. And I, you know, it, it seems like such an obvious answer, but walking is a wonderful form of physical activity. Um, and if you can get outside to do your walking, the the potential anxiety reducing and positive mood boosting benefits associated with walking outside i just you just it just can't be beat it's one of my favorite things to recommend because most people know how to walk it's not a skill that you have mm-hmm. to learn and most people could walk around their environment or um neighborhood and and just take a real short distance in and out go out and then come back and then that's enough to start. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, Sabrina, if there's, uh, if anybody listening wanted to get a hold of you, um, learn more about what you're doing, listen to your, your Saturday videos. Those are always great. I always get a lot out of a lot of value out of those videos you do on Saturdays. Um, if anybody wanted to get to get to know you more, where can they find you at? Thanks for mentioning uh, the Science Saturday. So I do a little thing called ACE Science Saturday. It's a fun, quick hit of health and fitness science facts that I produce on most Saturdays. So there's an infographic and then a really short video. So um, that's kind of fun to follow. My handle on all social media is at Sabrina Joe, And my name is spelled with an E. So that's S-A-B-R-E-N-A-Joe. And... I would love for people to check out the ACE website at acefitness.org because we have all kinds of great health and fitness information. And whether you're a general 
fitness and health seeker or an actual exercise professional or health coach, we have a lot of great information for both sides of that continuum. And then one thing that I'm also excited about is um, ACE along with some other organizations have come together to start a campaign that we call Moving Together Outside. And it promotes expanding access to green spaces in all communities, all types, for programs led by qualified health and exercise professionals. And that information can also be found on the ACE website. And I, I really feel like there's an opportunity for everyone as who exists in a community to really use more of our outdoor spaces, to really get some great use of our community spaces, whether that be you know, playgrounds or parks and rec type of other um, built structures or not, even if it's just a, you know, a nice nature trail, there's, there are some opportunities to get involved where you can um, as a fitness professional or just someone who wants to get involved in your community to do that as well. Awesome. Well, again, you know, thank you so much for your time, Sabrina. I really appreciated it again. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for listening to the healthy project podcast. I'll holler at you next time.